Hi, welcome to another episode of Project Birdsong. My guest today is Ashley Spanovich. She is a licensed interior designer and is currently in the process of becoming a triple certified building biologist. Ashley supports health conscious individuals and those who have been impacted by mold, chemicals, and EMF to create safe, healthy, and beautiful environments. She combines her 13 years of expertise in interior design and the construction industry with her knowledge of health and well-being to support and empower you along your own journey to creating a healing environment. Welcome, Ashley. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm super excited. So let's dive right in. Uh, you know that I like to make these episodes as actionable as possible. Um, I want to know a little bit about what the value is in designing a healthy space and, you know, what is there any research that we can share with our listeners who might still be wondering if this is something that needs to be a priority for them and their families? Yeah, so... We are bombarded every single day by a million different toxins in and outside of our homes, you know, from car pollution to fragrances, pesticides, flame retardants, paint fumes, all these chemicals. Um, and all these things bioaccumulate in our body over time and can really make us sick. And, um, you know, for me, I feel like, you know, we don't have a lot of control over very many things, especially this day and age. But one thing we do have control over is our home. And it should be our sanctuary, you know, a reprieve from the external forces that we can't control. Um, we aren't going to be able to limit our exposure to toxins 100%. Um, mm-hmm. That is not the goal here. But we should be able to feel safe in our own homes. And that should be a non-negotiable for everybody. Um, after college, I was in toxin overload. And I started having really bad memory loss, anxiety, depression, I would feel really dizzy when I stood up. Um, I had gut issues, fatigue, brain fog. Um, Joint pain was a big one. Eye floaters and frequent urination was like a huge one. And I, I had no idea that A, any of these were connected and B, that these were symptoms that were stemming from a toxic overload, mostly coming from my environment, Um, specifically Mm -hmm. mold. I also contributed a lot of that to lifestyle growing up. Um, so to circle back, um, I experienced the value firsthand of creating a healthy environment and and the importance of a healthy environment after realizing that my environment was playing such a critical role in my health. So, um, you know, I think that's so, yeah, I think that's so crucial. I think people sometimes get so caught up in trying to find proof of something. Sometimes you are the proof. Sometimes, you know, if you eat something that makes you feel sick, you should just not eat it, whether you can prove that you're allergic or intolerant or not. And sometimes if you're exposed to something, maybe even if you don't know that that's the cause, it can't hurt to take something out and see what happens, right? Like, Exactly. If you're sent, you might be sensitive to fragrances, but you might be so overloaded that you just don't know. In fact, most people probably are sensitive and they're not the healthiest thing, even if you're not, but just taking something out, listening to your body. That's so underrated nowadays when there's, you know, everything has to be with proof and research. And sometimes we are our own best, you know, guide for that. So I think it's so important. I also need to talk to you afterwards about eye floaters because I have them and I didn't realize they were connected. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's a big mold symptom. Oh, goodness. I was exposed to it when I was a kid. Okay. So, so tell me how it's done. Um, a client comes to you and they're, you know, looking either to create 
to, you know, create a healthier home in an existing home or to build a new home? What are you looking at? How do you get started? Yeah. Um, so I wish there was a really solid framework for how this is done, but the truth is every home is different. Every person is different and we are all bio individuals. So I like to bring this idea into every home design and every person that I work with. So I really like to start by really getting to know the person and looking at their environment holistically to determine strategies that we can take to make it run more optimally. Um, So there's three main categories of people I support, and that's people who are building new, renovating, or people who are just looking for support and working in the home that they have. Um, For those who are renovating or building new, the planning phase is the most important phase of the project and Mm -hmm. should not be rushed, but it Unfortunately, it often is. And planning and making sure that you have a really good installer who can follow through with all the things that were planned is really, really critical. Um, So the way that I get to know somebody and really understand the goals um, of their project specifically is we start with a visioning session, which is usually a one to two hour long meeting where we gather information regarding the project um, and we really get to understand their health goals um, and their design and their style. Um, So really kind of meeting everything from their health to just what pleases them, what brings them joy. Yeah. Um, So that has an impact on health as well, right? Being in a space that makes you happy. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, you know, I feel like one of our mottos is, you know, it's, we believe that, um, what goes in our walls is just as important as what goes on our walls, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. So once we get all that information and we can really understand who we're working with and what their, you know, what their concerns are, really, we can start then tackling their goals. Um, and it's always very different and, um, you know, at the core, we're making sure that we're implementing, you know, mold prevention strategies and limiting harmful toxins that are brought into the home from conventional building materials. And Mm -hmm. we're also making sure that we're implementing low to no EMF strategies. Um, And sort of like what you just mentioned, you know, some of the core things that we're looking at are lighting, like from EMFs to color temperature going into how that impacts our circadian rhythm and, you know, blue light. Um, We're looking at color, you know, there's all this research that you know, has to deal with color psychology and how that impacts our mental health. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, temperature, um, different building materials can create a comfortable environment. And, you know, depending on your climate, you know, we might be using different materials in different climates to kind of regulate the temperature through that way too. And then you also have acoustics, like, Mm -hmm. which is a sound, you know, what does the space sound like when spaces are really echoey, or if there's a an appliance that we select that's really loud or there's a buzzing um, or a hum coming from something, you know, we're really trying to look at everything we're bringing into the space and how materials impact the sound or reverberate the sound and how the appliances are working. Um, There's so much expertise here. (laughs) I mean, like I can't even begin to, you know, take that all into account. 
Yeah. And yeah, it's just, there's so much that goes into creating a healthy home. You know, it's taken me 13 years of collecting this information to get where I am now. And the challenging thing is the information is always changing. And so it's super important as an interior designer to be attending CEUs regularly, which are um, continuing education units that keep you up to date on things that are changing because technology is just moving quicker than we can keep up with it. So, um, okay. So I have, I'll just, I want to take this a little bit personal for a minute. So, I mean, like right now I am living in a rented unit in kind of the middle of the metropolis of Toronto. And I mean, there are so many issues, but everything you describe from, from the noise, there's this, um, the chiller in the building makes this buzz that drives me mad. Like I lose my mind. That's from the AC unit. Mm. And you know, it's just constant. By the end of the day, my neck hurts, my head hurts. And I know that I know it's that like right away, I could connect it to that. There's nothing that could be done, you know? So like when you mentioned like acoustics and sound and exposure, all of that, that really resonates. Um, but one of the things I also just kind of like, even just in specific questions, like I'm so curious about, um, sometimes with the building materials, it seems like there's almost no good options. Like everything has a downside. Um, so I'm curious, like what your thoughts are. So for example, um, I read that granite admits radiation and then also about insulation where like, you know, maybe wool is better environmentally, but is it better in terms of like mold prevention? Like, how do you, how do you balance all that? How do you make decisions about materials in your home? Yeah, it's definitely a lot easier um, to select materials when you're working on like a new build because you have a say on what goes in and how everything is working together. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a little bit harder with a renovation because you have to look at what's already there and you know how bringing new things in could impact the existing, you know, design of the space, you know, a building is like a living, breathing organism. And when you change one thing, you have to be really careful because you could be changing something else inadvertently that you don't even realize you're changing. So there's not really a hard and fast (laughs) to answer this question because every home is so different. Um, and it's really important to make sure that when you're making any types of changes, you're not actually, um, creating a change that's going to impact something else that could cause Can you give an example problem. of that? Can you give an example of that actually? Um okay, so for instance, like for somebody who is adding a new exhaust fan into mm-hmm. their bathroom, you know, maybe their house is currently not already exhaust exhausted um in the bathroom. That's a great thing to do for mold prevention, right? You know, because yeah. we want to ventilate the space, we want to remove the moisture from the bathroom. But what we also need to understand is that when we are sucking air out, we are now changing the airflow throughout the entire home. So if our home isn't balanced with air coming in, Mm -hmm. so if we don't have enough fresh air coming in to balance the air that's being pulled out of the home, then we're going to start pulling air from places like our outlets and the cracks in the walls and all these dirty cavities in the house that, you know, we don't really have control over the dust and this, you know, that might be accumulating in those areas. So, um, 
it's not just as simple as like, okay, let's just install this um, exhaust. You know, it's like, okay, well, maybe we need to consider now um, putting an ERV in the home, which is something that brings fresh air in and sort of can help balance um, the home. So that's like one example of, you know, you don't want to solve one problem to now create another problem. Mm -hmm. That's, that's uh, pretty important to realize, I guess. (laughs) Um, People can get really caught up in the micro details. That's really kind of one of the biggest challenges on this journey. What would you say is an often overlooked aspect of creating a healthy home that even those who are aware, like say maybe me, you know, someone who's been aware of this, you know, what do we often miss something that is important, but we're just not looking at. I think you are aware of this actually, but I think (laughs) that many people, including myself, um, until I really dove into this, the, the most often missed thing for me that I think is super crucial is the EMF portion of things. Mm -hmm. Um, especially when we're building new, I mean, I didn't realize how much EMFs impact our health until I started realizing how impacted I was and started putting two and two and two together on how greatly it is impacting my own personal health. And, um, you know, once you start measuring these things, you realize that it's not as simple as turning off our Wi-Fi and limiting our cell phone use. That's one type of radiation. There's four types of EMFs and there's they're, they're all over our homes, um, right. you know, especially in the, the age of the smart home where everything is smart and connected to our phones. It's so great in theory because it makes life so easy. And, you know, it's kind of cool when you think about but it. Like, like what's being touted about being, you know, an electricity saver. That's really why it's being, you know, how it's being marketed. Exactly. Um, but at the same time, it's like we have all these like invisible pings that are just like, hitting us. And, um, you know, if you think about it, you know, we are made of water and we act as conductors. We attract electricity, especially electric fields specifically. There's four types of EMFs and that's one of them. And, um, electric fields can just couple onto our bodies and these are coming from the wiring in our walls. So, um, there are like better ways of wiring our homes to prevent that. And there are Mm. strategies that we can take to um, turn those levels down, especially when we're sleeping. Um, I think most importantly, it's to um, improve the environment during our sleep because that's when our body's recovering and recuperating and, you know, trying to alleviate from the stress that it took on during the day. Should I play devil's advocate? Because I feel like some people here are listening and they're going to say, well, there's no conclusive science that proves EMFs are harmful or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it wouldn't be legal if it weren't safe or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you have? I know what I have to say to that, (laughs) but how how do you address that in a way that calls people in to, you know, tuning into their own health? Um, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a really hard one. So something I've been doing is I'm actually in the process of updating our website and I'm going to, um, add a research section there just with, there's, there's actually a ton of research on this, mm-hmm. um, that does prove it. Um, I don't want to be like a conspiracy theorist or anything, but like, I think that, you know, big telecommunications companies are, 
also kind of preventing a lot of this knowledge from being public. And it's, it's kind of sad, but when you actually go in and you actually look at the research, you can see that it is not, um, healthy for us. It is harmful. There's so much research out there. And so what I'm trying to do is create a place where people can go and like easily digest this and read the research if they're interested in learning more. Mm -hmm. Um, but I kind of want to take what the research is and kind of break it down in a little like paragraph for this is the main point of what's found in this. If you want to read the full article, click here. Um, the other thing that I really love, and this is a testing method, and this actually, my partner, <laughs> I think it's always hard to uh, get your partner on board with this kind of stuff. But um, <laughs> what was kind of fun is um, in building biology, we do what's called a body voltage test. And so you're able to hold on to the meter and you hold like a metal rod and you plug that into the grounding system of the home. And so you're able to see, you know, with all the loads on in the house, like all the lights on, all, you know, just regular old you know, no circuit breakers turned off or anything, you're able to hold this rod and you can see a number in mil- measured in millivolts of what your body's electricity is in, mil- in millivolts. Mm-hmm. Well, then you go in and you turn off all the circuit breakers and you see the number drop dramatically. And so it's really cool to actually visually see like, whoa, <laughs> that's actually making a change, you know, like I'm, I'm seeing this number drop, like, so, um, that's one really helpful way. And something that, um, once I'm officially certified, which I'm about to do my final project and hopefully become an electromagnetic radiation specialist, um, next week. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm hoping to be able to go into people's homes and do that with them so that they can see, um, see that for themselves and really be able to see how these things are impacting them specifically. Right. So I guess there's two components, A, seeing the actual numbers and then B, the research of saying, you know, this is harmful or at least not proven safe and it shouldn't be assumed safe until proven as such. I think that's also a big mistake that we make as we jump into, I mean, we saw this a lot. Um, There's, there's work in the, in terms of like with GMOs where they were engineered to include the, uh, the pesticide Mm-hmm. to like corn and soy where you know many countries rejected that because they said okay this is not proven safe yet but in the US it was actually accepted because it wasn't proven harmful whereas right. in, in in retrospect it's clear um Robin O'Brien does a lot of that the research and advocacy around that with the food um and she kind of there's a TED talk that she gave kind of discussing that which I found really interesting how she distinguished between you know, proven safe or assumed safe until proven otherwise. And why yeah. that second belief is just so damaging because time will tell. Um, exactly. Are there any resources that you can recommend to people? Are there websites that only carry safe building materials? Are there like you know, like, is there the Amazon of safe products for building where people, you know, if they can't afford um, to hire someone or they need to fix something or place a floor, you know, instead of buying the cheapest vinyl, is there something that they can do somewhere they can look to yes. source this? Yes. Um, so uh, one of my favorite retailers is an online retailer called green building supply and they have a ton of awesome resources and clean Mm -hmm. products on their website. And it's really easy for the average person to shop. 
Um, it's also just getting a lot easier to source healthier options. Um, there's a lot of certifications out there that can help owners in the right direction. And one of them is, uh, you know, like green guard gold certification. That yes. If you see that, you know, it's limiting the amount of emissions a product can have. Um, I think that there's some challenges with a lot of these certifications, you know, just making sure you're, you're understanding what it's actually, uh, like testing for, especially if you're, um, you know, sensitive to your environment already, like maybe you've been exposed to mold or now you're multiple chemical sensitive, um, you know, just making sure you're really vetting that. But yeah, green building supply is a great place for the average person to just go and scroll through and find some safe, um, options. Do they ship only to the U S? Um, that's a good question. I'm not actually sure about that. Um, okay. Well, I'll link it in resources and I'll, I'll try to look that up and see as well and put it in the, uh, in the podcast notes for people listening. Yeah. Um, that's super helpful though. Right. Cause it's just, sometimes it feels like you're just, you're so scattered that you just don't feel like you know what to do. But I feel like if we know what certifications to look for, and we yeah. have some sort of resource where we can try and look for stuff that it, it can make it a little bit easier. So yeah, thankful that these, these yeah. exist. Um, what is a good action plan to improve the health function of our home, even if we are not currently renovating or building from scratch? What can the average listener do right now? Yeah. I mean, there's just so many free things that we should be doing. I think these are things we should be making a practice, um, regularly. And that's just making sure you're ventilating your house. If you have the ability to open up your windows and bring some fresh air. in, I mean, so long as the outdoor pollution isn't, you know, horrible. I was going to say, what advice <laughs> do you have for me? I live on a, I live facing a four lane street on which hundreds of thousands of cars drive daily. And when I open the windows, I can just feel the yeah. dust come in. <laughs> yeah. Um, air purifier, investing in a really yes. good air purifier. I, that was going to be the next thing. So there's like sort of like your stages, right? Like open your windows if you can, um, but still allowing sunlight to come into your home. You know, mm-hmm. I see sometimes, you know, you imagine going to that dark bedroom where like the teenagers hanging out and their windows are shut and it's like, got to open that up because sunlight actually, you know, it's antimicrobial. It really yeah. helps to kill a lot of the different things that are in the home. Um, and then yeah, air purifiers, um, well, if you're living on a busy road, I wouldn't suggest this, but one other tip that I love doing is that if I am going to be running like an exhaust fan in my bathroom, for instance, like after a shower, I like to crack the window. Mm-hmm. So just like I was saying, um, I don't have a mechanical unit in my house bringing fresh air in. So one of the strategies I'll use is just turning the exhaust fan on and opening the windows so that I know the air is going to be pulling from the outside as opposed to then needing to pull from like cracks or whatnot in the walls. Right. Um, and what else? I think managing dust is super important. I have a post on, on my Instagram on like what is actually in our dust and, um, it's pretty nasty actually. And you know, we're breathing that stuff in and that is just accumulating in our bodies. So managing your dust with a good HEPA vacuum, which I know you were just, getting on board with that. And yes, we can all celebrate. Everyone can know that I found a Mila vacuum on a $300 discount and I picked it up yesterday. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The timing with which my old vacuum died was, must've been serendipitous because (laughs) the vacuum died and, you know, 
living on a main street with two kids, like we need a vacuum all the time. And we have, we have rugs actually in the bedroom, unfortunately, um, like Broadloom. So we really need to vacuum. And I, I go online and I just quickly Google and I see this vacuum is on sale until like two days from now. And I just grabbed it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's just such a good deal on those vacuums. They're really expensive, but like they are amazing. They're like, they're like a shop vac. I mean, yeah. I, they just are really powerful. I love, I love that brand. Yes. So I'm, I'm very excited. Okay. So reduce dust, open mm-hmm. a window, just open the windows. I don't know what it is. Why are we so afraid of opening windows? I even think about this when I'm driving, I'm a windows down kind of person. I like it, but everyone around me has their windows closed. And I, I just, I don't know, like, I don't know why, when did that become a thing to like lock ourselves in with like this, you know, mechanical, you know, AC or heating system and not just open windows. I've always been a window open kind of girl. I don't, what about you? Yeah, me too. And I mean, when you really think about it, like, I mean, I think I can't remember the statistic, but I mean, our indoor air is so much more polluted than our outdoor air this day and age, like with all of the technology and chemicals that we're bringing in, like it is way more polluted than outdoor air. Um, even when you're living in a big city, I mean, I don't know about necessarily living like on the main highway, but, um, I think the statistic is just like in a main city, even in a polluted city, it's still more toxic inside the home. So, um, I just think it's super important that we open the windows and on that note, one of, one of my favorite little strategies to do that is, even if you just do what I like to call a house flush, like a quick morning flush is to go through your house, starting, you know, on the top or the bottom, whatever works best. And just opening one window at a time, go through the entire house. And then once all the windows are open, go back to that first window you open and then close it and then go through the house and just close all the windows. That's for people who don't want to leave their windows open because yep, for some reason, (laughs) someone listening, explain to me, seriously, (laughs) hit me up on Instagram and let me know why you need your windows closed. I, I don't, I don't understand it, but I'm sure there are good reasons. So well, you also want to make sure you have a good screen on your window. Cause I know that like, you know, people might be worried about like, you know, things crawling in, Bugs, you know, yeah. so. <laughs> I don't know. I grew up in the middle East and I mean, the cockroaches were the size of my fist. Oh. So I'm not saying I want to go back to that, but, oh. but yeah, it was, it was a compromise <laughs> for living in warm weather. Um, yeah. We could go on for hours, but I like to keep the episodes short. So Ashley, thank you so much for coming on. Um, Where can people find you? Yeah, you can, um, you can head over to my Instagram. I'm pretty active there and love to just connect with people. And And that handle is. Yeah. It's awakening spaces. Yep. And then you can also head on over to my website, which is www.awakeningspaces.com. And we are going to be relaunching that um, mid-October. So keep an eye out for that. So exciting. I already love it. So I can't imagine how much better it'll get, but I'm sure it'll (laughs) get better. Um, Yeah. So guys, definitely check Ashley out. I love, love, love her Instagram. It is a wealth of information. The posts are so helpful. She does kind of um, these like showdowns between different, you know, products you can buy or just kind of really educational how to solve problems in you know four steps uh, which I think is what our generation is addicted to so definitely check it out um thanks again for coming on Ashley thank you so much for having me it was a pleasure